You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer. And nobody can see him, but trust me, he is bundled up nice and warm on this chilly December morning. Tony Casillas, TC, what up? Uh, I'm doing great, RJ. As you know, the, the weather can change and uh, a quick a New York minute around here. So uh, it is one of those cold mornings. And uh, yes, I, I would say that I am kind of cold. Uh, you know, it's cold here because I, I've got a tea time this afternoon. My son's in town. We're going to play golf. And I got an alert. There's a frost delay. So Ooh. there you go. But I know I, I read, I saw the forecast it's supposed to be 78 degrees here in Dallas on Christmas day. So crazy. Hey, who can be upset about that? Uh, 78 degrees. Nice way to live. Um, no, it depends on where you're at. I think that whenever you think of Christmas, you'd like it to be somewhat below 50 where it feels a little Christmassy. But, hey, I'm not going to complain. It could be a lot worse. But, uh, man, it's always nice to have a little, little Christmas weather. True that. True that. A very Merry Christmas early on to, uh, to all of our listeners. Tony, the Dallas Cowboys have won three games in a row. All three of them on the road. It's been a while since you were uh, dancing around the owner's suite and whatnot at AT&T Stadium. They will be back at their home stadium on Sunday for the first time since Thanksgiving. Can you believe it's been that long since they've been home? Uh, no, it seems like forever. <laughs> they are so far, uh, and nobody else has an opportunity. So they will be the only team in the NFL this season, Tony, to win three straight road games. Only three teams in the NFL uh, even had three road games scheduled without a bye sandwiched in between the Indianapolis Colts, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cowboys. And the Cowboys were the only team to win all three of those games. And, you know, they came against some some subpar teams, some would say, but two of the teams, the Cowboys just beat in their winning streak, the New Orleans Saints and the Washington football team, both beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this is a weird year where a lot of weird crap's been happening. It is, and it's so weird to think that how the greatness of you know Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they just can't get over that juggernaut, the New Orleans Saints. And, and that just goes to show, while we want to criticize and, and look at what the Cowboys haven't done to be able to win on the road, whoever you're playing, and you just mentioned the Saints who had credibility, uh, it, it's hard to do. So I, I think you have to look at it that way to be able to win on the road. There's a lot to be said to that. Whether it's uh, you know, it, regardless of what it looks like, it's it's just a win, and it's uh, again that's why they're ten and four right now because they're 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 record on the road. Yeah, I mean everybody will take an ugly win um, as opposed to a pretty loss. I mean even then, you know, you say ugly win, they won twenty one to six. You know, I mean it, it felt ugly, but you know in hindsight it might not be as ugly as it felt in the moment. I think the Washington win was definitely ugly, uh, especially the way it kind of fell apart there at the very end. But still, um, they secured the bag as the kids like to say. Uh, but Tony, right now, 
I'm sure you're loving this. You've got to be in Nirvana because everybody's loving the Dallas Cowboys defense. Defense, defense, defense. This defense is carrying the team. And to be very clear, I'm not denying that. This defense is literally carrying the team right now. This this Cowboys offense is a bottom third offense right now, or at least over this this little stretch that they're in. Um, it, it, it hasn't been good, to say the least. And I, I wanted to throw something at you to kind of get things started here. Uh, maybe make you throw up or, or vomit, you know, however you want to look at it. But um, I promise you it won't make you feel good. That's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that it can't be all that bad. Um, okay. So everyone is looking at the turnovers that the Cowboys are getting on defense. And awesome, right? No, I have nothing to say about this that will make you feel awful. They have taken the ball away 12 times over their last three games, exactly four turnovers per game. Uh, you mentioned before we started recording, you were looking at the 1993 Cowboys that you were obviously on and won a world championship with. The last time they did this was in 1994. So it's been a minute since the Cowboys have had 12 takeaways over a three-game stretch. Now, you say this, and because everyone's bagging on the offense, rightfully so again, and saying, well, they've been given the ball 12 times to, to work with, right? That's 12 free possessions that the defense has given them. Not exactly true. If if we're if we look at it just a little bit, two of those 12 turnovers were defensive touchdowns. So, okay, I mean, I'm not mad about that, but that's not a possession for the offense to work with. One of them was at the very end of the game against Washington. The Cowboys just kind of took a knee and got out of there. So we'll take that one out. So we're talking about nine true possessions that the Cowboys offense has been given to work with thanks to their defense. Um, do you want to guess their average starting field position on these nine possessions? Oh, it's, uh, it's gotta be, I would say the other opponents 30 yard line. It's not that great. Um, that would be awesome, but th that would be sick. Uh, it's, well, let's, well, uh, that was kind of my, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, they have a I'm couple say, that are actually inside of that, to your point. They, well, so they, they have some. The, point, the last week's game, and, and I think the week before that, they were able to, you know, the defense handed it to them on the platter. But, again, they weren't able to, you know, the cash in for touchdown. I'm going to say the average has been the 45-yard line. You are Cowboys very 45. close. You are very mm -hmm. close. It is the Cowboys 44-yard line is mm -hmm. their average starting field position. Now, to be fair, again, to your point, uh, this past week, the Cowboys got a possession or started a possession on the Giants 13 yard line um, against Washington. The Cowboys started a possession after Jordan Lewis's fumble recovery on Washington's 25 yard line. And they didn't even score a touchdown on that one. They, right. <laughs> 25 yards ago, didn't even score a touchdown. OK, so you congratulations. Ten points to you for getting this answer right. Uh, took you two tries, but I won't count your mulligan against you. Um, so <laughs> of, of these nine possessions, how many? You want to guess touchdowns, field goals, or punts? There, there's some of everything. Uh, what do you? Uh, what? It's it's a mixed bag. I know it hasn't been as good as we want the, the offense to be able to take advantage of it. Uh, out of the nine turnovers, are you saying inside the fifty? So the, uh, not not all of them have started. So, some have started on their side of the field. To be very fair, you know, so we're we're living off of an average. But there are nine, and so they have punted, kicked field goals, and scored touchdowns. What what combination do you think? How many punts? How many field goals? How many touchdowns? These are free possessions, well, so they're free points. I, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the the, the points, touchdowns. I, I think it's probably been less than twenty percent. If you it, do the numbers on that, it is two touchdowns that they have scored, um, okay. and, and one the, of the rest one of them, them 
one of them, sorry, was the possession that started on the 13-yard line. So if you don't score a touchdown, start, yeah, starting on the 13-yard line, you got some problems. The other one uh, started on the Washington 41. So they, they've – anytime – well, not anytime, but they have had to travel – 50 or less yards, so to speak. They generally have cashed that in. Again, they did not, though, when they started on Washington's 25. So two touchdowns. That's two of seven. Or excuse me, two of nine. You have seven mm-hmm. left to divvy up between punts and field goals. I'm going to um, – let's, uh, let's go – four of those have resulted in – I'm going to say five have resulted in field goals, and the other, the other two have resulted in punts. I wish I could say that that was true, Tony. Uh, so um, of the of the remaining seven, three have been field goals, including the one that started at the Washington 25 yard line four times. They have been they have had to punt. Think about that. They've been given nine free possessions over the last three games, which they are three and Owen, to be fair. And about half the time they have had to punt. That sucks. That really sucks a lot. Yeah, and then you look at the time of the, the turnover ratio in the game. If you if you if you're as good as the Dallas defense is and what they're doing, and it's like last week, you can't those, those points those turnovers don't re- result in touchdowns right. and field goals and punts. Then you're not taking advantage of what the defense has given you. Well, and but not on only the flip side, yeah, I mean it's just you know, to me it's just amazing how stagnated this offense has been and how insufficient it's been and being able to not take advantage of a defense. I was thinking about last week and the week before, if their offense had any continuity or any type of uh, being able to execute this, they would blow their opponent out of the water, but they've been yet to be able to do that. And so sometimes you look at it and yeah, there's things you point your finger at, but it seems like the other defense is just matching what they're doing. And that, to me, that is, that is the difference of them, what their future can be when I talk about, when you're talking about postseason play. Yeah. And I mean, I know a lot of fans are, are saying, why are you guys, you know, moaning and groaning? They're three, and zero in this stretch. And I think the reason for them, I don't know if you're moaning and groaning, Tony, but I mean, the reason is you should have a lot more points if, if you know, and, and this is not sustainable. Like I, I don't, I'm not saying I don't believe in the Cowboys defense, but it is extremely unlikely that you are going to consistently generate four turnovers per game. They have done it to be fair, but it is extremely unlikely that that holds through the regular season and obviously into the playoffs. But this just cannot be your success rate. You cannot have a, a barely over 50% success rate at scoring off of these, these free turnovers or these free possessions, rather. The punts, Tony, that they have had have started at their own 26-yard line. That was mm-hmm. against New Orleans and their own 41-yard line. I want to come back to those. Um, they have also punted from their after starting at their own 25 and their own 20. So anytime they've had to go about 60 or more yards, they're just, they just can't. But I want to go back to the two New Orleans punts because that game was a little bit sticky at the end. It, it, you know, they won 27 to 20. So, you know, it's a one possession game. Those two punts, Tony, happened on back-to-back possessions. The consecutive possessions, the Cowboys defense got an interception. And not only did the Cowboys punt, they went three and out in both instances. And so it's not just that you're not scoring. It's that the game is on the line. You can go put it away. You can go ice it, however you want to put it. And they are not able to do that. And they're being played differently. Obviously teams are are not blitzing as much. And so there's more traffic for Dak Prescott to have to throw to but somebody has to win because like they're, they are on the surface. One of the worst offenses relatively speaking in the NFL right now. And that is with 
these extra possessions. I mean, imagine, you know, we're talking about here over the last three games, two touchdowns, three field goals. That is what, um, 26 points. So you're talking, you're you're talking about eight and a half or whatever points per game that the Cowboys are being given as a result of their defense. And, and what the offense does is a corresponding move. I mean, you know, that, that just cannot be, I mean, imagine if they didn't have those eight and a half points per game over this three game stretch, they wouldn't be three and zero in these last three. It's substantial because when you look at you look at who they played offensively, the Saints, Washington, uh, and uh, the Giants. Mm-hmm. What do they have in common? Those three teams have in common. Their offenses were very poor. Washington was not a very that was a bad football team, and they or excuse me, the Giants they self imploded. Oh. And and then look at the the best defense that they played was the Saints. Uh, that's uh, the, the other three, the other two teams, the other, uh, they just kind of, you know, they were able to do enough stings because the, the Cowboys offense kept them around. They could not, as we mentioned, not, not, you know, being able to cash in on the turnovers and not get points out of like touchdowns. So they couldn't finish them. So that's a big separation then. And so it's not that you're, yeah, you're ragging on them a little bit. But, you know, this is an offense that we, we looked at at the beginning of the season with 7-1. We're thinking, oh, man, this is going to be Dax MVP in, the, in, the, in the, the talks and when it comes to MVP. And now you look at it, like, what happened? It just kind of vaporized. And I, I, I think it's, it's, you know, to me, there's something missing when it comes to the execution. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's always something that, that keeps them from – taking that other step to recovering from what they were doing so good in the first, in the first half of the season. And I think as they get later on in the postseason play, that, you know, to me, I don't, I, I, I think that defensively you think, Oh gosh, this is crazy what they're doing, but it's going to get more difficult. Yeah. You know, it's going to get harder for them. And look, the, the only thing that I can see the RJ is that the best thing happened to Cowboys and their offense is struggling going into the playoffs because they're going to win the NFC East, and right. we're going to see what they – as far as the seed. The best thing that can happen for a struggling offense is then to be the number one seed and be able to play at home because you get the bye week and you get the momentum with your defense to bring a team in here. And then your offense, maybe some way they resurge and are able to get something together. But to me, it, it can't – it's not sustainable. It's not something – look – you can go out and get average three or four turnovers a game. I mean, that's ridiculous of what they're doing. It, it's unheard of. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I mean, you mentioned you were playing. You're going to go play golf later. Um, to me, I think I've told you this before. I've probably complained about it more than once. I have an awful slice, like just terrible slice. I mean, like it is I've tried everything. I, you know, opened my left foot. You know, I've done everything and it just, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not salty about it. But I mean, as you know, life on the course, sometimes you just have to play your weakness. Right. So like, what do I do? I am left. Right. Like, so that's but but that isn't you can't play, you know, like I mean, I'm not saying this about me, but like you can't be a PJ Tour player you know, if you, if you're aiming left every time, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't like, maybe, maybe you have the the few holes that bend right and you can get lucky. 
Um, but you know, for me, every time I aim left, those are the times perfectly straight, you know, it just sucks. I really hate it. But, uh, but, um, <laughs> just don't, don't, just don't make the mistake that I do all the time. Correct yourself on the golf course. Cause it only, it only gets worse. That's such a great point. I mean, that's, this isn't a golf show, but it should be a golf show. You can't tinker <laughs> while you play. It's a really great point. But, um, but so I, I wanted to put all this in context. I know it sounds bad, but I do think they showed signs of improvement against New York. They're just somebody has to win. They, they have to find success in the run game. I don't know if that's on Zeke, if, if they wanted to be on Zeke. I don't know if that's trusting Tony Pollard more, but they have to open things up because right now there's no reason for any defense to fear their passing game or, or rather for no reason for their defense opposing defenses to try to attack them in the passing game, which is why they're dropping everybody back. And Dak Prescott can't do anything. Uh, but you right. mentioned you mentioned the number one seed and. Tony, myself, nobody celebrates injuries. Nobody's happy to see any injuries or anything like that. But the landscape of the NFC has changed dramatically over the last, I don't know, week and a half. Um, before last week started, Tony, uh, the Arizona Cardinals announced that DeAndre Hopkins would be out until the NFC championship game, assuming the Cardinals make it there. Uh, and then the Cardinals went and lost to the Detroit Lions. So uh, not a great time to be an Arizona Cardinal. Um, have you seen them, by the way, there's a thing they're, they're getting roasted on Twitter. Have you seen this? You seen, you seen what they're getting in, in trouble for? Uh, no, I haven't seen this one lately. People are mad that they, you know, how every team tweets like the final score of a game mm -hmm. in some, and sometimes like when it's, when it's really embarrassing, they have to tweet like the final score when they lost the Arizona mm -hmm. Cardinals account never tweeted the final score. Uh, so people are, people are shaming them and saying, you, you know, you're afraid of whatever. I mean, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so the, I don't blame them. I would, I would, I would, it was embarrassing. I would be proud of that. Uh, I, I know it's embarrassing, but look, I could kind of understand that, but yeah, I, you have to, Hey, win, loss, you have to, yeah, you got to own it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, okay. So the Cardinals as a result, well, I'll, we'll explain in a second. Um, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost, as you mentioned, on Sunday night against New Orleans. And then it was reported on Monday that Chris Godwin, their star wide receiver, is going to miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. And so he could not even return uh, if the Bucs didn't make it to the title game with the Super Bowl, whatever. Um, so you're talking about two of the other top three teams in the conference now missing um, each one of them, arguably their most explosive playmaker, that isn't their quarterback. The Green Bay Packers look unstoppable, obviously, but uh, with the Buccaneers, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys all being 10 and 4, Dallas is currently the two seed. And a lot of people, we got a lot of questions about this, Tony, just so everyone is aware. The reason that Dallas is ahead of Tampa right now, uh, Tampa does have the head to head tiebreaker over them, but. When there are three or more teams tied, which is the case because of Arizona being 10 and four, then the tiebreaker becomes conference record. Um, so Dallas has Tampa beat there. If there's no longer a three way tie, if it's just the Cowboys and Bucks, then the Bucks obviously have the tiebreaker. Right. So, uh, they are in the mix. And, and if the Packers drop another game, Dallas has the conference record, you know, tiebreaker over them as well. Um, I mean, do, have you given up hope? Do you think it's possible? Like, I mean, because. I haven't really let myself dream about the one seed in a while. It's because this last month has felt so flat offensively, but do you think it's possible? I think anything's possible now, <laughs> especially with COVID. COVID has just changed and turned everything upside down. Like, yeah. It's nuts. And uh, you just hope and pray that doesn't hit your roster. The Cowboys have had to deal with that. But I think Arizona, it's going to be interesting to see. When we talked about earlier, uh, probably about a month ago, that three weeks ago when Arizona was on this roll and we're thinking and Cowboys, if they take care of their 
their things and win the NFC East. With Arizona, that game may not be as significant as we think. Now, that game may be a huge game uh, January 2nd when they when they play Dallas at home mm-hmm. as far as who becomes maybe the possible number one seed. I think at this point you can't worry about that. It's one of those things where you just got to continue to to win, and it's another winnable game against uh, Washington this week. And as they continue, you know, though obviously uh, I think uh, what tonight the Eagles play Washington. If they if they win, they beat Washington, then they they win the FC. So that's going to happen. I don't think that nothing as I as I mentioned, I wouldn't be surprised by anything right now in this crazy season. But I think Dallas. When you mention injuries, it just seems like all the stars kind of start to align just a little bit. And injuries is a, is a, is is the name is is part of the game, right? And if you if you have a quarterback or whatever that is throughout the season, I mean that's that's part of it. So it's not. I think it's attainable. It's it's a it's very realistic. It could happen, especially if they uh, the the next few games they got coming up, which are very winnable games and. Now I think it's it's all on you. May need a little bit of help. You don't want to go out there and scoreboard watch and watch what other teams are doing. But I mean, Dallas has got a they're in a they're a unique position. I, I would take the second seed. You know, there's nothing wrong. Oh with hell that. Yeah. Uh, yeah! Right now the second seed would host the New Orleans Saints. But you're right. Depending on what happens tonight between Washington and Philly, obviously there's still there's a lot of NFC East games left to be played. Obviously Dallas hosts Washington on Sunday night. Uh, Philly when plays. was playing some good defense, so God, right. that's the only thing that's scary. Yeah. Um, you did mention COVID, and obviously, very serious thing. And you know, in the grand scheme of life, it's a, it's a way serious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it yeah. is imp- it is impacting the NFL season. Obviously, I mean, you know, this is our show on Tuesday, and and there are two games tonight because of, of the NFL yeah. having to postpone them. Um, Mike McCarthy said on Monday afternoon in his day after press conference that the Cowboys would be going a little bit above the standard or normal COVID protocols uh, and having virtual meetings this week to help mitigate contact. Uh, He did say that assistant coach Matt Daniels was added to the COVID list on Monday, but no players were added. I mean, I don't want to say the Cowboys have been forward thinking, but remember at the beginning of last year, the the first season in the pandemic, they did among the players kind of create their own bubble at the Omni at the star. And, and I mean, COVID injuries that, you know, if you're the healthiest team in the tournament, you heavily increase your odds of winning. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And so I think this is really smart. You know, I, I didn't see any explanation for this and I don't want to read into it at all. Um, I'm just bringing it up, but throughout the broadcast of Sunday's game against the giants, Dan Quinn was wearing a mask in, in the, the coaches booth. I hadn't seen that be the case all season. Um, so it does seem like the Cowboys are going above and beyond in ways that are controllable, which I think is smart. I mean, you know, th- this is an unpredictable time, like in the world. I mean, you have no idea when, I mean, how many players, like 200 players have been added some over 200 players have been added in the last week. I mean, it makes sense for the Cowboys to err massively on the side of caution here. Yeah, and, and look at the NHL. They have paused the, the season right. until what after. I, mean, I saw that today. Like, here we are. We haven't taken a step back. And I think that I really – there's nothing wrong with being overcautious. I, I think at this point, and I understand that players don't want to go back to the quarantine and put in a bubble. But when it comes down to you having the opportunity to – win a huge game and really controlling your fate when it comes to postseason play and having mm-hmm. a chance to 
playing NFC Championship and the possible Super Bowl, I think it's worth worth the sacrifice because you it's a slippery slope. And look, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. People are still getting sick. They're still getting the virus. They're not getting it sick. But my point is, is that right. if you're in a protocol, you, you're you're going to miss a game. So, well, and this not, not think, to interrupt, but this is the time of year, and we've seen that be the case over the last few weeks since Thanksgiving time of year where, where people are gathering for holidays. And, and, and we've seen that be the case, like, th- again, throughout the world, um, as far as positive tests are concerned. But so it makes sense this week, Christmas week, you know, to because people are going to be spending time with their families or traveling or whatever, blah, blah. It makes sense to say, you know what, let's go virtual. Let's not risk anything because one positive test can spread. And, and then you have your own outbreak. Look at Washington or, or L.A. or Cleveland or whatever. No, it's nuts. And, and so I, I don't know. It, think it's different this year because things have changed but then as i mentioned we're taking a step back and i just uh i just know i think it's kind of it's it's a lot to ask because you know players they want to be around their families they want to go back in some normalcy alive but it seems even if the normalcy and getting vaccinated it seems like it's not really giving the opportunity because people are still the protocol now i did see something the nfl and nflpa uh agreed on the testing, the, you know, right. vaccinated players, it's not as vigorous, you know, if, if you're asymptomatic, uh, because I think another thing is like, maybe they need to navigate and we, you know, we, we could do a COVID podcast about how, what they should, sure. what they should do and everything, but that's here or there. But the point is, is that these are the elements you have to fight through the next few weeks to get to the end of everything. And this is the obstacle you're faced with. And, and you did, you know, you mentioned, you know, I, one of the things I did want to point out that was good offensively for, and I did the transition a little bit, is that, you know, Dalton Schultz to me was was tremendous in that game. Sure. And, I, and, I, and then um, I don't know what, I, I, I don't know what Tony Pollard, what he did or Tuck in that week off, but to me, he looked, he didn't look he like bigger. He had a, yeah, he really did. Flashyitis, and I probably butchered the name, but he just looked, had, he had fresh legs. I'm thinking, man, that dude. Was he the guy that was out the week before? And he just he just gave them more energy, I thought. But uh, but anyways, to wrap that up and talk about COVID and everything, you have to have Fred, you know, for your players, you got to be healthy, you got to have guys making plays. But uh, it's it's just every day it's something. It's something with this. And it's sad that that's the, the, the pandemic huh. life we live in, but that's everyone's got to deal with it and adjust to it. It's I mean, it's nerve wracking. It's scary. It's frustrating. I mean, it this it sucks. Like, right. You know, like, the you know, breaking news here, the pandemic sucks. Um, but so my, my last point here, and I kind of said this going into last week's game and now that they won, um, it, it's all the more true. So do you know, Tony, what the Cowboys odds are from a percentage standpoint of both making the playoffs and winning the NFC East? And I'm, I'm not like asking. I'm not telling you like a number I made up. I mean, like their actual serious percentage of of being a playoff team in one of the nfc's do you know what it is the nfc east yeah of their percentage chances right now like their calculated percentage chances of winning the division i don't i mean i don't know i don't think you'll guess it's it's pretty big i'll say that oh i uh, oh i know it's like minus 300 or something like that you're talking about a betting line i'm talking about like they are I'll, I'll just answer the question. They are 99% likely to win the NFC. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, well, that's to me, right. that's, yeah, that's kind of yeah. like the betting aspect of it. I thought right. I'm, I'm thinking in terms of that, but. So they are, again, it's not official. And technically if Washington and Philadelphia tie on Wednesday or Wednesday on Tuesday, um, they will obviously, um, you know, win the NFC East this week. But, and I mean, any number of things can clinch them the, the division throughout week 16. But my point is, 
So they have three games left. They are basically division champions, which means they are basically a playoff team. Or, you know, I understand and agree that the priority is still secure the highest seed possible. If you can get the one seed, if the Packers can lose, the Packers play the Browns this week. The Browns were kind of not knocked out of playoff contention on Monday night, but the road is tough for them. But maybe they win on on, on Saturday. Maybe they help the Cowboys. Out. Maybe they give them a Christmas gift. Uh, Green Bay still got to play Minnesota next week. Minnesota beat them earlier this year, but who knows? But the Cowboys have the luxury, Tony. I think that is the word of having basically three weeks of stress-free football. And I know, to, I know you know this, Tony, but to the listener, because I know I'm going to get a tweet from you or something. Tony's on Twitter stress. at CC Casillas. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at RGO. I'm going to have to tweet back at you, to clap back at you on that. Yeah, my, my point is maybe stress-free. Stress-free it's might not be the point or, or the way. Maybe I would concept, say the easier, the consequence-free. Easier yeah, well, they have consequence-free football because they can play without – the responsibility of consequences if they lose games. You don't want to lose games. But my point is, I'm not saying use this as a preseason period to tinker or whatever, but you have this window to get right. You have this window to figure out things on offense, to figure out Tony Pollard, to figure out Dalton Schultz, to figure out CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb's drops. I mean, you you have this little, you don't get this. You, you know, you don't get this every year. You don't get a little kind of, um, you know, screw around period, for lack of a better term, to end the season before the regular season or before the playoffs start. And they kind of have that is my point. And I think that's part, if, if it were me, if I were in charge, I mean, that's why I would go virtual this week. Look, look I want to win this game if I'm the Cowboys, but a, you should win this game against Washington anyway, because they suck. B, even if you don't, you're still good. You know what I mean? So if you're good, if there's a week to go virtual, if there's a week to, to be safe, if there's a week to err on the side of caution, if there's a week to kind of mess around and experiment and tinker, whatever, this is the time. That's my main point. Well, I, I don't think I, I'm going to have to be like the people on Twitter. They're going <laughs> to, they're going to, they're going to disagree with you. Sure. For one, I, I think, look, I think that's a tremendous idea, partner. I think I, I you, you you got, you bring up some tremendous, tremendous points. I respect your 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 thoughts on this, but look, they still need to win the next two games so they can secure that they're going to. You're basically saying since ever since they got a 99.8 chance of winning the NFCs, the other three games are pretty irrelevant. Is that basically what you're saying? I don't think they're irrelevant because it's a big game against Not the irrelevant, but but it really doesn't matter because they're going to be either the second or. It, it does seed. second. Let's say second seed. Let's, I let's know say I'm, maybe that's a highest ceiling. I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because yeah, I know, are. <laughs> they are important games, but they're not important games the same way. Uh, Minnesota's last games are like Minnesota's last games. They got to win those or their season's over. You know what I'm saying? Like the season is not over if they lose these games. Things aren't as great. You know, they might not have the higher seat. And again, I'm not saying like, don't there's try to more, win. There's more stake for them. They're, they're still right. That's, I guess, that's, just, they have lower stakes. That's my point. That's yeah, okay. Good job. But, I'm by just saying, but but my point is, is that Cleveland is a, when you look at the last three games, the Cowboys schedule compared to the, the you know, the, the Packers, it's a hard, it's a harder for them to sustain. And, you know, they could be, get me by Cleveland. They could be mm-hmm. by, get be, be by Minnesota. Minnesota's already beaten them once this year, right? Okay. No, they beat. Remember that Cooper oh, Rush beat right, Minnesota. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. They came back in, in the one. I'm, I'm sorry about that. No, I'm talking. Uh, I'm talking about the. I'm, I'm talking about uh, the Packers. Oh, Packers. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I go. Yeah. yeah, they have been beaten by no, Minnesota. No, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the Cowboys beat Minnesota. So my my point is is that those two games, and you look at Washington, and uh, you look at uh, was it Philadelphia? That's the last two NFC East games for the Cowboys. 
And then you got Arizona. Now, I think that Washington's going to come in there. That was a kind of a chippy game. They kind of way they left that, you know, with Lael Collins getting, you know, it, mm-hmm. that was worth all the five seconds. But my point is that Washington are coming there. It's going to be, they're going to be, they're going to fight. Uh, I think they'll come in here and then the Eagles will fight. But my point is, is that you have to, I think maybe the virtual aspect is so you don't get anybody tested positive for COVID. Right. I get that. But those two games still, there's some sure. importance there. There's some still some, some, some meat left on the bone for them to try to go ahead and eat it all off. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's fine. I, I get you want to clean your plate. I'm down with that. I mean, I'm just, we're, we're just, we're looking at both sides of the coin here. Uh, but I agree with you. Ultimately, if I was a random Twitter person, I would agree with you, Tony, not not with me. So there's that uh, last thing before we leave um, very quickly. Um, what would you say if if you I mean, you were an NFL player, but if you were an NFL player and your main priority was golfing, what team would you want to play for? Uh, somewhere Arizona. Right. OK, uh, that, that's what Florida. I'm thinking. So Arizona would be the answer. Um, and I just saw this is the time of year, Tony, where you see, you know, quarterbacks getting their offensive line gifts and things like that. Kyler Murray did buy his entire offensive line, um, a Christmas gift. He bought them each. I'm looking at this right now. Um, custom golf bags from true spec golf. They have their, their name and number kind of like a Jersey on there and a set of custom fit clubs. So nice. the entire Arizona Cardinals offensive line um, going to be ready, uh, you know, after, boy, the Cow- after the Cowboys ruin their season two weeks from now, they'll, they'll get a head start on, on spring golf. Boy, I, I was thinking, you know, since you're, since I'm such a great host with here on the seven five Oh, I need some clubs partner. You know so what? I'm thinking maybe um, a custom bag or, and I've been looking at the Mizuno irons. And they're not cheap, but I'm thinking maybe we can meet halfway and maybe a new driver or something, but, I'm not a Mizuno I'll, guy, but I'm glad you are. I'm glad that those people are out there that are Mizuno fans. I'm just not one of them. Well, they, they, there's not much marketing. They don't do any marketing. You just That's go and hit them. But, but it'd be great to be an offensive lineman blocking for Kyler Murray right now. I always, I always, I always resented that. Go <laughs> to go and buy all his yeah, – Emma bought all the offensive linemen Rolexes because he was always the, the, the leading rusher that year. I get that. And then the year – and then Troy would go – I think Troy ended up – and everybody was getting on him because I think he bought him like a bottle of champagne or thinking, why don't you buy your offensive lineman a Rolex? Wow. Um, but well, I was still always envy because we, we didn't get anything. We didn't, no one yeah. bought us anything. Who's, we had to buy it ourselves. Yeah. Who's, why, why is no one taking care of you here, Tony? I mean, that's, you know, well, you know, we'll have yeah, to you don't get, hold Troy's feet to the not, fire. Yeah, I understand that. But hey, it's great. Good for those offensive linemen. Yeah. And good for them. Like I said, cause the Cowboys going to end their season. They'll, they'll need something to do once, uh, once the season is over. So, uh, anyway, um, if you agree with Tony or me, let Tony know he's on Twitter at TC Casillas. I am on Twitter at RJ Ochoa. You agree with me. I mean, there is I mean, no question. And I, I mentioned you brought up, you brought up some good points, RJ. Mm-hmm. You really, you're, you're a man of your integrity and you you know, ball the face facets of whether it's broadcasting, whether it's watching film you must have watched a lot of film this morning um i did not um i had a cold a cup lot of, of video yeah i i had a cold <laughs> cup of coffee it's really all i did this morning um so anyway uh everybody we will see you next tuesday when the cowboys mizuno are irons, mizuno, okay yeah yeah uh, if anybody finds some mizuno irons let tony know um you know and uh and he'll take care of that um uh, next time we talk tony the cowboys will be 11 and 4 right yes 
Good 99.8% <laughs> Cowboys. You want to go with that? Uh, yeah, I like it. Let's lock it in. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Merry Christmas. This was Merry the Christmas. 750.